0: Tip. Good afternoon. It's December 4th, 2023. You're listening to A Little Column A, Little Column B. Hosted by Willie co hosted by Zach Bishop. How are we doing today, buddy?
1: What is going on, Will? McDonald's has decided they're going to bring back adult Happy Meals. Will Wait. you be purchasing a Happy Meal that is specifically made for adults?
0: Does it come with a toy? What are the actual... What does it have to
1: It does come with a toy. It comes with what they're calling a nostalgic. It's called a McNugget Buddy. Uh, I guess it came out in the, the 80s and the 90s. It, I'm seeing the picture of it. The name it is not ringing any bells to me. I think it must have been before my time. So I guess the market is going to be uh, Gen X, uh, but maybe Millennials. I, I'm not sure. I was I was hoping maybe you could uh, you know shed a little more light on this.
0: All right, so – if you're already a McDonald's customer, I assume you're more or less a McDonald's regular. Is this something on the menu that you 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 like? You're gonna go there more often now because of that, or is this like enticing people that don't go all the time and they're like, "Well, I would go if they just had an adult kids like Who is this for? Like, who is who is happy that now this is on the menu? Is it purely just a discount name in you know the the dollar menu is adjusted and inflation and all that? Then that kind of makes sense, but. I, I'm not sure who's who feels like they won in this. Like who who's like yes, I, I finally adult Happy Meals they're back. I, I, for the longest time, I was jealous that I couldn't order it because I wasn't the age of twelve. And I like who who's happy now. I, I'm very much not a customer, the, so I'm out. The I'm o- just only, I, I'm the, not the, the guy. only
1: thing I could think of is if you were a kid in the late '80s or '90s and you got this as a kid and you wanted to bring, you know, your kids with you, and You were able to get your your kid was able to get a regular Happy Meal, and you were able to get this, you know, Happy Meal for for adults, and you were able to get something from your childhood. That's that's the only only thing I I can think of because I I I guess it's one of the like like you said, if you're a McDonald's customer, you're a regular McDonald's customer, you know exactly what they have. You're you're going to go and you're going to get it. So I just wonder if McDonald's has to throw things like that like this out once in a while uh i know they've they've partnered with artists in in the past to say hey this is this version so just to get you to go to say this is just slightly different pretty much you know most of the same ingredients but this is slightly different just to get you to go into mcdonald's a little bit more than you're already going
0: all right what if this actually makes parents lives more challenging where the kids like i don't want the regular kids meal i want the adult kids meal i I want to be extra special i want the extra patty i want the extra whatever i want the adult toy (laughs)
1: I think that I mean it's a toy, so I don't think that is going to have too much of a difference. But I think it is going to be an adult's worth of food, and I got to imagine that the the price is higher because it's it, it's more food. So I think that would be the issue, and I guess that's a that's a parent's problem.
0: I'm I'm fascinated by who's who's getting in line for this. I mean, what what's the toy that has to be so collectible that any like there's I just I'm so out of this world that I I'm 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 just assuming. Things are happening, and I'm just unfamiliar with it. We we have to move on and talk about something else that I'm also unfamiliar with, which is perfect because everyone's just whining about it anyways, and that is the college football playoff. Teams one through four have been released, which are the only teams that are going to be in this college football playoff bracket, and they are interesting. I think the outrage that is going across the world today is Florida State being undefeated, having no losses all year. And beating, you know, a couple good teams throughout the year. I think they have two SEC wins that were big time. I mean, they didn't lose. So in if you're them, what more could you have done? And what more could you do next year, seeing how you are out? Now I, I could pick apart every one of these teams. Alabama winning over Georgia this past week is just the massive like it just makes the the, the, the web of all of this so complicated. Because if, if Georgia had won I think it was inarguable that they were going to be the one seed. Now they lose, and Alabama is going to be the four seed. I mean, what are the seedings? Just tell, tell us the seedings. Just give give us a little playground of, of, of what we're doing with here.
1: Sure. Uh, like like you said, this was last week. Like, if you had laid out the what is the straight path and what is the chaos path, we definitely ventured down down the chaos uh, the, the the chaos path here. I I. <laughs> I just I just can't imagine I can't I can't believe that it, that that it went this way so it's going to be uh Michigan Washington Texas and Alabama you have Florida State you have Georgia Ohio State and Oregon on the outside looking in
0: all right let's start from the top Michigan number one 13 to0 big win over Ohio State which, which is funny because if Ohio State won I, I wonder if this is completely swapped right now and if it really just comes down to these single oh, games. why definitely
1: because well, right, so- then because then Ohio State is undefeated, and they're, it's, it's a, just a reverse. So, and, and then some people are, are mentioning the game alternates every year. It happened to be at Michigan this year. If it happened to be at Ohio State this year, they're probably favored. They have a better chance of winning. You're in front of your, your home fans. It changes everything. It's just like what year the game happens to be where.
0: I, I guess I just have a couple – Issues and I'm going to go through team by team of the of the issues with all of this. So like Michigan is good because they beat Ohio State, but Ohio State's not good enough to be in the tournament. But Michigan's good because they beat a good team, but that team's not good oh, enough. Oh be- yeah, like how how you, is that? You can
1: if you if you start pulling on a thread too hard, you just end up with like the thread wrapped around you, and all of a sudden you're like stuck, and you need to like call for help for someone to unt- untangle you.
0: All right, so then number two here, Washington, thirteen and zero. They beat Oregon. Not once, but twice. Tight games, close games, not dominant games. But I think we appreciated and respected Oregon mostly throughout the year. So them being pretty good and then losing to the same team twice is just brutal. And and I guess that's the only one that I really don't have as much of an argument with, depending on if your opinion of Oregon is, no, 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 that's like a really good team. This is this is a really impressive win. It, it could have gone any way for that. So I have the least argument for all of that. I guess I just feel a little bit that Texas – they had a loss to Oklahoma early in the year, and they're also the team that beat Alabama, who gets in at Alabama. At Alabama, and I, I, I'm just so crossed over between all between all of these, and I don't I don't know who should have the. I just think Georgia, I think Georgia should be in, and I don't know how to make the argument for it, and I don't know who should be out. But if they'd won that game against Alabama, they're the one seed, and because they lost it, they're just out. Like they they, they are the clear one seed for every week of this year until the last week, and then they're just there's everyone else just jumps them. And, and then the team they lost to is a four seed. So they lost to Alabama. So it's like, well, I, the only team we lost it was the last week of the year is a team that you think is good enough to be in this tournament. So how, how bad are we actually? Cause the team we lost to is in
1: and it, and it wasn't I think a, a lot of it has to do. And I mentioned this earlier in the year, uh, I remember if it was like quarter of the way through or half the way through is that all the losses aren't created equal. And not just all right. Different teams are, are better or worse. So you know, if, if you if you lose to a good team, it's different than losing to a bad team. It's when you lose. You lose a game in September or even October. I mean, the, the way it may as well have been you know a hundred years ago. It's what have you done for me lately? And that's to your your Georgia argument as well as, and we'll we'll talk about it uh, more later. But with the uh, the in season tournament and all the tiebreakers, because y- y- you look at it, and it's like okay. Undefeated teams, Michigan, Washington, they're okay, those are the ones they're automatically in. And so then you're saying, all right, Florida State, their quarterbacks hurt. We don't want to have them in. Okay, so now how do we figure out between Texas, Alabama, and Georgia? And then you just do the round robin of, okay, well, Texas, you know, Georgia lost to Alabama, who lost to Texas. So you can't not have Texas in, and then we just saw Alabama beat Georgia yesterday. So we can't pick Georgia over Alabama because yesterday we just saw on a neutral on a neutral field they won so it, you get you get all all roped around and that just goes to you know wrapping around to FSU getting left out
0: I, I just think if, they we're, won.
1: if we're all other games
0: I hear so much it's it's strength of win strength strength of schedule strength, well it's, it really boils down to the strength of your loss and I just think Georgia's strength of their lost losing to Alabama is Good enough to be in. It's better than the Alabama. Lo- I mean, I guess the Alabama loss to Texas is fine, but then you can't take Texas out. Really, by that logic, Texas should be out because Oklahoma loss is way worse than anything else. But they beat Alabama. But they beat, but they beat and, Alabama, and Alabama beat, beat Georgia, Georgia <laughs> and it's and it, it's it's insane. So I'm so happy you brought up and the-
1: and Texas uh, killed in their uh, in in their conference uh, conference championship. Like, left no doubt of we are absolutely rolling right
0: now. So I'm happy you brought up the in-season tournament for the NBA because last week we were talking about how it kind of went quick and there were a lot of ties, and there wasn't a lot of games, a lot of teams. There's only four games, so you either go 4-0 and there's a ton of 2-2 and and 3-1 and teams and it came down to so many tiebreakers with the point differential being the main tiebreaker, the only tiebreaker. So the last game, all these teams kind of know what they have to win by to jump everyone in the tiebreaker because the other team obviously can't win and they can't score any more points, so you have a set advantage of all this. I just feel like the college football season is basically that. There are four games, and then there's a tournament where only four teams get in. But there are really four games for every team this year that matter. And the rest of it, I don't know why we do it. So at this point in next year, we're going to expand the tournament. I just think we should just start treating those four almost like in-season tournament games. Like, like this is this is it, which is what it really is. We just need to start labeling it all because it feels like nobody gets into the tournament when the reality is the tournament is during the season. Like it's it's winner go home the entire season, and I think they just need it's to highlight.
1: True, if you're F- if you're FSU, you're yelling right now saying, "What are you talking about? Winning get in. We did. We won all of our games."
0: I just think seeing how teams are going to be left out, and maybe next year this is somewhat of a solved problem. Or just how do you get upset by this? And maybe you're upset that. Too many teams get in, and your team gets upset. But I'm more pro that than this argument every year of only letting four teams in. I think this year, and maybe maybe they're expanding too much. I, I kind of thought six and maybe have two buys was the the easier solution. But I, I I don't know. I just it feels like this season doesn't really matter to me. If if you're Florida State and if you're Georgia and if, and if you're all these teams, it has to be perfection throughout it all. And if almost better off losing early in the year and winning out. Like that's 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 a weird advantage to me that somehow Alabama lost early in the year and Georgia lost the last game and that this recency of it all just matters so much more. Oh, big time. So, so the losses aren't the same. Like it's like a different no, asterisk. Like it just fades away versus the other one's like a fresh imprint and it's like, no, no, that's that's a fresh wound. That's not healing at all. we still see that and I I, I don't know if I don't know whether to be upset with this because 'cause I'm really not that but much it's of a not fan like of someone it. it took
1: away the opportunity from Georgia. All they had to do was win the conference championship game, and then they're guaranteed in. Like you said, though, they would have been—they've been the one seed all year. They would have been the one seed in the in, in the college football playoff.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I just I, I like win losses aside, I just think Georgia was a top four team this year, and it, it's it's a hard argument to make, but I just think it would be hard to argue that they shouldn't be in there. I guess I, I, I guess if you were to—it's repro- only.
1: It's only four spots. It's not a lot of spots, and it's tough, but we've been doing this for about a decade now, and before that, we only had the BCS. So rather than there being four teams that we're arguing over, it only would have been two. So we would have been having the, the a similar argument, or maybe it would have just been, hey, Michigan and Washington were the best. They won their conference championships. Uh, FSU was also undefeated, but you know what? They were... You, you, Three, one guy's got to get left out. It could have worked that way. And remember, BCS, uh, I don't remember how long they were doing that, but it wasn't that long ago, there was not a national championship game. There were bowl games at the end, and then there was just an AP poll poll at the end that just – there was just votes that said, that team. So I think we have to remember, we are headed in the right direction.
0: We we, we are. It it, it is an improved system. I just – we we either have to we have to expand the, the tournament or we have to
1: that's next year. Next year it's going to be twelve.
0: And that's that's perhaps the the easiest solution at it all. Until I decide that this is this is a point where the season also doesn't matter because every team can go twelve and one. It's it's not as special anymore. You know that, that's the big argument over all this is that you have to be. There's only four teams to get in. It's very special. It's very unique, and it's really hard to get after. And sometimes a team like Florida State, you could go thirteen and zero, and it's still not good enough. The specialty is going to go away next year with them only be, with twelve getting in, but I think the argument and the drama that is going to give every everyone a chance, I think is going to be rewarding for at least me, not not the most loyal college football fan, and that it's going to get my attention a hell of a lot more versus this is only my attention of just seeing the outrage of other people and just trying to listen and then listening to everyone's logic and kind of agreeing with every single one and realizing there's no way everyone could be right. You all yeah. have made a good case, and I, I I agree. Like that all, yes, that makes sense. But somebody has to be wrong. Somebody has to be out, and and that's going to be less of an argument next year. And I don't blame college football for just saying I don't want to hear this anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Just let everyone happen. Just just let it all happen. Uh,
1: uh, it was uh, it was Mark Titus who's more of a college basketball guy and there was somebody else on Twitter, but had similar, uh, lines of, uh, or, or just like a similar joke that, uh, you know, I'll steal here. That was saying they decided you, like I said, nine years ago, Hey, we're going to have a, a four team playoff situation. Immediately. There are five power, uh, there are five power conferences. So right off the bat, you said there is going to be a, a major conference that for sure is not going to have it in assuming that there's not, Two SEC schools or two Big Ten schools. So just the, like, hey, how could we ever have predicted that this wasn't going to work all the way well? So I think it'll be good next year. We'll have twelve. That way the argument, you know, is very much on the fringe. Where obviously, you know, you look at twelve and thirteen right now. It's between uh, Oklahoma and LSU. And so all right, well, LSU's got three losses. Oklahoma has two. If it stayed that way, it's all right. Well, you know, we should have been in. We should, like, you know, then it's more hypothetical, where after that, then you play the games. So th- then, then you can make it happen. Where it's probably still going to be <laughs> Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia. It's still going to be the teams, the Alabama, the teams at the at the tippity top. But it, at least this this argument, I think, is going to it's going to move down. But it, it's going to be very exciting last year. I don't think that it takes away from the uh from the regular season i've kind of heard that argument but i mean look at look at these uh look at these stadiums they're they're full people like college football in, in any other sport there are more games and people are still going every every week if if your team's good you have the fans you're going to go it, it's not going to say oh well yeah. I, I don't need to go this week because you know I, I'm fine with just getting in as the as the 12 seats like no we got to win this week so we can move up to the you know the third seed and we can get a home game like that's gonna be awesome
0: I the value to a win is is so weird to me in, the, in this in this whole league is it's, it's it's it fluctuates so much like you're, you're expected to beat every single team and if you lose you have to lose to a really good team that hopefully doesn't lose again or lose at all <laughs> like it's it, so it, then
1: you know they're a really good team.
0: Yeah, because you don't even you don't even know the value of your, your win week by week, and yet you're expected to go perfect every week, and you don't even you don't even know if it's gonna be good enough. It's it's a broken well, system. Well
1: that's where FSU and this is where I think the 12 team is going to help compared to what we're doing now, where it's only four, and then like what is the selection committee? It, we have to remember this is a TV show. So they're looking to get ratings. They're looking to, you know, for, it's for TV. The rules are a little wishy-washy on. Is it the, it's like the best teams. Well, are those the best teams with their entire resume over the whole year? Or is it the best team, who do you think the best teams are right now? You know, come Saturday, who's who's going to win out of, out of these teams? And it, it's probably the part of, of sports that I like the least amount. And why I kind of, you know, it's not the only reason, but shy away from some of the more uh, Olympic sports where it's judging. It's like all right well this is you know some, so it's uh you know it's up to you know the you know whatever the, the the judge thinks where if it's a race one person is faster than the other person it's right there I could see it you know in a basketball game someone scores more points than the, the other team there's no judge I guess you got have you know referees that could have some so, some influence on it but this way we go to 12 it'll be decided on the football field the way it should be not a bunch of old guys uh, behind closed doors. Uh, it will be interesting because FSU is going to be playing Georgia in a bowl game. So there's going to be a lot of I told you so's uh, regardless of which way that goes.
0: All right. I don't really have many takes on predictions of the actual football. I'm, I'm far more interested in the drama of, of, of all of this and just trying to unwind the web of what should have happened and why it ended up happening. And it's like it's all it all kind of makes sense in, in some degree to it all. But what, what do you think is going to happen going forward here? Do you got a favorite? Do you think? Michigan is going to be safe, or are we rolling tide? What are we doing? Washington's whooping ass. What, what What's happening?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan. I think it's just they've, they've, they've got this uh, us against the uh, the world mentality. I think that this way, when they win, everyone could just argue that, oh, well, they're a bunch of cheaters, and that's the only reason that they won, and then this argument circle will just continue round and round.
0: I'm going to be rooting for Michigan but i think alabama's going to win. it just it just seems like i just think georgia's that much better than everyone else and that that win should really matter that much that, that enough to kick georgia out that that i i just think that that seems like a a really impressive it was just a week ago. like it just happened. so like that's the hottest team if you ask me. like that's the biggest win any of the teams could have had the whole year and that team had it. i'm going to be rooting for michigan though because i just want the chaos to happen like you said and i don't really have a, a dog in the race. it is kind of fun to be rooting for Alabama as an underdog I I told you that over the over the weekend that you're like who are you rooting for I'm like I'm rooting for Alabama It's like really It's was like well if it was the other way around I'd, I'd probably be doing it the, the same way I'd be rooting for Georgia if they were in Alabama situation it was just how could we get the most chaos possible is what I'm hoping for and and I, I guess Michigan winning like you said is the most chaos I think we could possibly get it, it was just they didn't even deserve it they cheat did they do all this it, it's a whole a whole lot of stuff but a lot more of that coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, right? We we gotta wait for those. But
1: yeah, the uh, that, that's gonna so the, all the bowl games will be uh, probably more uh, a couple of weeks. There's some downtime for the the students to take finals, but the playoffs will take place on New Year's Day, and then the championship will be a week later on uh, January 8th.
0: But starting tonight, the NBA in season tournament kicks off. We will have the Indiana Pacers versus the Boston Celtics. These All the games are going to be in Vegas. And then later tonight, you'll have the Kings versus the Pelicans as the 2-3 seeds kick off tonight and the 1-4 seeds play tomorrow. You'll have Milwaukee versus the New York Knicks, and you'll have the Lakers versus the Suns. A little controversy of the, of the last night of of playing tournament, just qualifications. And like I said, the point differential was everything. And I, I think we tried to like understand it last podcast and being like, well, there's a lot of scenarios and – there's a whole lot of plus-minus stuff that have, you know, it, it, you got to win by 22, but if the other team also loses only by five instead of the seven you needed, you only got to win by 20. There's a whole bunch of that that happened that I think ended up benefiting Boston more than anyone. I'm not upset by it, but I think next year maybe we have to have every team play on the last day just so – or or do we like it this way, that, that like you're kind of going in blind? I just think like Orlando – I think if they'd known, or I think going into next year, they'll be a little bit more conscious of their point differential on their last game, knowing that that's it. Like, we're, we're done after this. We have to put every single cent in as we can. Every single point has to count just so that we can make it challenging on Boston. Or maybe they did do, do that. Do you not think
1: that they already did that? In that Friday game after Thanksgiving, when they were going against us, uh, down the stretch, we took the starters out and said, all right, you know, kind of the normal, hey, you know, waving the white flag, put the – you know the backups and they kept it. You know they, they kept it full full speed ahead. So they might not have necessarily so necessarily known what the number was, but I think that they knew. Hey, we need to keep scoring because how this game ends uh, and the point differential is going to matter going forward.
0: Well, if the scheduling's possible, though, would you think it would be more fair to have all the teams playing basically at the same time on the last day of the tournament?
1: I guess they do it for the the last game of the uh, the last game of the year. But 16 games, or excuse me, 15 games is, is a lot of games, especially all at the same time.
0: It's not helping the schedule, but I, I do think it adds to the I guess fairness. it wouldn't
1: have to be all at the same time. It would have to be two. Um, I guess you could do it in blocks because you have the three or you have the, the six, two you know, east and west. So you just have to have those blocks play at the same time.
0: Man, is, would there ever be a scenario where they do this? Actually, like-
1: no. You couldn't. You couldn't do it all at the same time because there's five teams in each in each conference or each group. So you couldn't have them all play at the same time. There would always be one team that would have to be at least one team that would have to be uh, sitting.
0: And that's how we ended up where we're at. Well, well maybe we need an even number yeah. going into next year. Then maybe we we lose somebody gets added somewhere and subtracted from somewhere. And I, I'm sure there's a there's an easier way to split these up or we just do an expansion, you know, just add some more teams. There's a lot of talent out there. We, we, we need some more teams out there. I, I'm, I'm a fan of all this. I'm excited for tonight. I think Vegas is going to be fun. Um, what are your, what are your expectations for tonight? Like, are, are you, you're the, you're Celtics fans. We're playing the Pacers. I, it sounds like we want to win. Like, is this, just, it is just worth a regular season game again. And we are playing Indiana. Who's been a hot, high scoring team, not really known for their defense. Uh, we, we want to win this right like i i it's it's like i, I i'm a little nervous for the excitement that maybe i'm going to care a little bit more than some of the teams but so far it seems like everyone kind of wants to go in and tonight's kind of the real night where are they going to deliver or are they not like well, what do you what are you kind of expecting for tonight uh,
1: they're they're going to play for real i mean we saw that on on tuesday or excuse me uh it let you know last week where they said ah you know we're not really sure or it didn't say like uh uh, Missoula said, ah, you know, we're just going to kind of treat it regular. You just, you know, it's not going to be any different from regular season, but it, it for sure was, we were up by, you know, we knew what number we had to get to. And when we were in the fourth quarter where normally it would have been, Hey, not even the benches in, it's like the deep benches. in. it's like, Nope, Tatum is still out there. We are still chucking away. Uh, it was, uh, interesting. You know, it was, it was tight down, down the stretch. I was seeing uh, a lot of people saying that it was, it was exciting basketball. Uh, it was weird basketball. It, it, it was it was exciting in the way that gambling is exciting, but it was almost like normally you're gambling, but the players don't know it. But we were all gambling together, <laughs> where it, it just no, we don't just have to win. We have to win by this number, but everybody knows it and everyone's going for it. Except, except for uh, Billy Donovan, he got all bent out of shape because he didn't realize what was going on. You might want to read a uh, read up on 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 this tournament, but I. I didn't like on that last day how much math was involved. I think they needed along the side. Uh, I really didn't like the, the NBA guys saying, it's just like March Madness. You had to you had the scores along the top. It's like, well, in March Madness, you look up and you go, which team's winning, which teams I pick? Not, okay, this team is winning by 15. All right, so that means my team has to win by six more than that, unless this team over here, and it just, I just needed the teams on like either like on the left hand side or the right hand side. And as the score adjusted, the teams adjusted. And it just had little brackets of you know these are the teams that are in, these are the teams that are not. I was kind of surprised going into the last day. We were very much not a lock. And the way it turned out, the top three teams in the West aren't in. And uh, you know the the top the, the second team, you know the Orlando Magic. People don't think they're going to stay there, but for right now they are or not in so it's it's definitely an interesting wrinkle but I think tonight I think it's going to be very serious I would like to have Porzingis out there I hope that uh, Halliburton is able to play sounds like uh he's, he's coming off of a off of a sickness but I think everyone's taking this real seriously and I, I think it'll be uh, it'll be fun it's definitely a little odd being uh Monday it's not a huge deal but usually Thursday's the all right it's only a double header but you can kind of clear your schedule a little bit and all right Monday night there's two games these are important you play you know I guess it's play and move on or lose and then you get a randomly assigned uh, opponent to be named later. Uh, it's still kind of odd. Uh, the one other thing that I don't like about the tournament and I don't really know how you how you fix it is yesterday having no games. And I totally get how earlier for, or earlier, or I guess that's earlier this month, last month now for uh, election day, having no games. I, I get why they're doing it, but now it's just been, twice that there are no games next month uh or i guess once again it's december they gotta remember december later this month we won't have any games on christmas eve once again i get why they do that but i just don't like now there are a bunch of days with no basketball games and it really jams up the rest of the games and makes the the spread of games much more uneven
0: i it's it's never easy i'm sure that has something to do with maybe some player union stuff or some some just guys wanting days off i i'm not entirely uh sure the reason behind it but i'm sure there's there is some no they, they
1: wanted everyone to be fresh for this tournament they didn't want any sort of excuse of well it's a back-to-back or well we only got you know one day's rest and they got three days rest like no everybody gets 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 a break uh you know at least at least one day and you know because you you want the guys to be as fresh as possible i think like the data has shown that that i'm back-to-back guys are not as good as when they've had 48 hours of rest
0: uh one thing i've did notice about the tournament and uh, then I'm not sure if they're going to ever do again but I, I did see ESPN and TNT were, were doing a, a bit of a, a co-op like a, a broadcast together they were going to share some of the some of the the hosts for some of the pre-games and post-game stuff that would never happen without an in-season tournament and I I'm not sure if I like it but I don't hate it and, and, and I think it'll be interesting to see certain guys on ESPN on the TNT platform and perhaps vice versa it's not entirely foreign but it is cool that, that it's these guys are coming together just for this, like this. This tournament was big enough to do that, so I, I, am I'm, I'm in for it. I mean, it's not the biggest thing, but what, what else could we trying do try something for? new? Yeah, trying
1: something new. I'm interested because the TNT broadcast is just, or you know, the, the halftime and after show are just way better than ESPN. And just wondering where. I know that these ESPN guys are talented, but just bringing them in, and normally they have. All right, I have thirty seconds to say my, my 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 stuff, and it just goes to the next person. And it doesn't even matter if those are if it makes sense. Where the TNT guys, like, it, is it going to is it going to work or is it going to feel uncomfortable? Where the ESPN guys are trying to do their ESPN thing, and the TNT guys are going, "What are you talking? Like, what are you doing right now?"
0: All right, who are you, who are you picking to win? Celtics. Over. Kings. I. I... I feel like it should be us. I feel like it kind of has to be us. I feel like... I do feel like it's going to be the Lakers in us, though. And that's kind of what the league wants, and I think that's what the league's going to get. I would also love... All right, this is what I'm hoping. I hope the Lakers beat the Suns. I hope we get Kings-Lakers, which is like, if you're 2000s rivalry, just get the juices flowing again. Lakers-Kings, mm-hmm. somewhat a little too relevant here. Let's do that. And then, you know, Nick Celtics, I think that would be a little bit more exciting than actually celtics Bucks. There really isn't. You don't
1: think think people want the uh, – because there was all the talk in the offseason and everyone's thinking, hey, this is going to be the conference finals, so it's just a a preview, a a one-game
0: preview? I don't think either team's where they need to be right now and that the matchup's just kind of weird, a little incomplete for both teams, that I just would be more excited to watch the Knicks be in a relevant game. And it's not an MSG, but – It'll matter. I, I just think this is going to matter for those sort of teams a lot more than it will for the Bucs who have a championship, than it will for the Celtics, who haven't had a championship with this roster. So th- mm-hmm. this is this is winning something here. And I think if you're the Lakers, it's let's just send a little message that, sure, we might not be the dominant regular season game, but when playoffs come and when the playoff we can turn it on. We can turn it on. Know, when it's winner go home. I think that they have a really good chance here. and and maybe the Suns will do the same thing and take it seriously, but I, I think that the Lakers have a little bit more motivation in trying to send a message than really anyone else here. So I, I'm, I'm curious for that, I, and I think that would be, it's going to make for some good basketball. I think we're going to get some good games. I think the worst scenario in all this is that we get a bunch of blowouts, but I don't think we're going to do that. I think we're going to get some tight games. So I, I got Celtics over Lakers, and you got Celtics over Kings. Oh, man. It, it, Exciting, exciting stuff. I, I'm I'm a fan of the midseason. I think it's great. I can't wait for March Madness, which is why we're going to talk about a little college basketball right now. We could talk some woes. We could talk some stuff about looking forward and not looking the past because it has not been so friendly to us in college basketball season. It's been a cold winter already, man. Between Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State, all of us just have, having some some rough rough goes at it, and I. As a Michigan State fan, I'm not very excited for this week, of which we're going to be taking on with number 23 Wisconsin and number 6 Baylor. Like This is going to be another week of hell right now where it's either like, holy shit, I can't believe we won these two games or like, oh boy, we're really going in the wrong direction right now and just praying for an opportunity to maybe argue that this team's decent and that we can at least be in these games, maybe even steal one of them would be just incredible. Uh, but you, you didn't have that great of a week with Duke this week. Uh, so w- what are you kind of hoping for this week. I, I already ex- explained my fears. What, what are you worried about?
1: We sure didn't went down to Arkansas and ended up only losing by five, but most of that was just a uh, down the stretch kind of typical college basketball where the last <laughs> 90 seconds took about 20 minutes and we really put the, put the pressure on them and forced them to, you know, do some, do some silly things and forced it into a, in a free throw battle. So really uh, the, the score looks a lot better than it was. And then the real surprise was going to uh, Georgia tech had an early conference game and just started off terribly. We were down two to 12 and I think we were down four to 14 at the, the under 16 timeout. So that wasn't great and just took us forever to try to recover. It was really rough down the, down the stretch. We finally, uh, went up by two Mark Mitchell who struggled against Arkansas had had a big dunk and one he was uh he, he missed the and one we got the rebound he had almost the same dunk and was just so fired up that oh man dunks it you know on a guy and then just points at him I don't even know if he said anything he, he might have but pointed at him just one of those that's for sure that's for sure a technical at the college level and I think in the NBA it might be an ejection <laughs> this year the way things are going. But rather than having a, a four-point lead, turns into just, just a two, and just we're, we're never able to recover. Uh, one of the few times where I'm glad we only have one game this week. We, the, the next time <laughs> we play is Saturday at home against Charlotte. Uh, even, even before the, the Arkansas game, this has been the third time in a row that we just have not played well. Uh, we got a lot of pieces. I'm just not sure if they're figuring out how to, how to fit together. Uh, we got you know the, the guys coming back. We got the young guys just figuring out how, how do they mix together. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, you, you lose twice in a row, both on the road. You come back home, you get yelled at, you got to do a bunch of sprints. You actually can get back practicing, figure some stuff out and just kind of, all right, well, let's get it together. You're at home. getting you know, po- positive, uh, positive steps forward. But you, you mentioned those teams. Uh, Friday night, Purdue goes to Northwestern, loses in overtime This is the second year in a row that they've gone to Northwestern as number one and lost as well as you mentioned Kentucky. They lost, they were a 17 point favorite lost at home on Saturday. Uh, Mississippi state yesterday lost to Southern. They were over 300 in Ken Palm. That was very unexpected. And uh, Nova Villanova lost. They lost to temple uh, earlier and then lost again to, um, I'm trying to remember who it was, but they're, like, really good against teams that are not in Philly, and then the teams that are in Philly, that's where they're struggling. Oh, they actually, no, they just lost the Temple. They lost to the St. Joe's uh, earlier. So they're playing all those rivalry games, and they are getting kicked around. So it, the, definitely some of the, uh, the the top teams, it's been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, but also on Friday, going on right around, uh, it's pretty much at the same time as that Purdue game. The game of the, of the week that I had mentioned last week, was UConn at Kansas, and Kansas went up on them very quickly, built up quite the lead. Uh, I think coming out of the second half, UConn you know, just was, hey, hey we're, we're not laying down, we're not messing around. Made it made it a game down the stretch. was definitely fun having those two on at, at the same time was just some real high-profile uh, high basketball.
0: It's going to be a rough week for someone. I actually think it's going to be a rough week for Illinois, who's got two ranked matchups. They're going to go Florida Atlantic tonight, number 11, and they're going to have number 17, Tennessee on Saturday. It's just amazing that this is the luck of the draw of the schedule here where your season is going to depend a whole lot on some of these big games. And it's so early. it's it's We're December 4th today. Like it's It feels like these losses are starting to add up already and that there's still so many more games to come that I, I – I mean, you remember years when a team would go undefeated and, and and things like that. Like that seems like a real, real old school thing that I don't know if we're ever really gonna have a true undefeated season anymore. But uh, definitely some good games coming up this week. Any, anything else you want to talk about upcoming?
1: Yes, uh, you, you touched on it. Was a uh, FAU versus Illinois. Before that game, it is UConn versus UNC. These are both at MSG uh, Tuesday night. Two of those teams uh, were in the final four last year. So these are definitely the the two best games of the week, but there are other games like you mentioned uh, a couple other ones, but also a good one, uh, I believe 130 on Saturday, uh, Purdue versus Alabama. And just going to be interesting. Alabama, you know, shoots threes, gets up and down the court, but you, know, you got to deal with, 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 Edie. And it's just a matter of Purdue. Like you, you got to get to Edie. He's your best player. He's just so unique. But when everybody in the whole gym knows you're going to Edie, it's just like can you can you I don't even know what like you call it, but can you you almost run run like a fake? Like, hey, everyone knows we're going to Edie here it goes. Oh, actually no, like we're doing something else. So yeah, they're gonna have to kind of figure
0: that out. Well, the 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 Purdue number one for not very long. The Purdue offense, like you said, they do have a huge advantage in Edie. And if they get him the ball on the post, good good things are gonna happen. The problem is is that Everybody else just seems to stop playing offense when he has the ball in the post and that when he kicks it out and they try to run or they're not able to get the ball to him, it feels like there's four guys on the floor that don't know what they're doing right now or don't have any way to flow with him or without him. Like they they're just so dependent on the the touch or all that that it doesn't really it doesn't really look like an offense. It looks like they have one punch and like one like video game combination of giving it to Edie and they don't know how to do anything else. Especially at the end of the game. Very, very predictable at the end of the game where it's like, hey, let's just not let Edie touch the ball or not let him get the ball down low over here. And and we'll be we'll be all right. Like, just take your chances with everything else. It's it's a hard punch to to take with Edie. I agree that there's a threat with it, but it's very predictable. And I think you you saw that happen the past week and we've seen it happen in the past. I, I don't know how to, like, criticize him to be less predictable, but it's like, hey, I don't want you to suddenly just start taking threes. You know, that would be out of character and definitely not to his benefit, but someone else on that Purdue team has to come up with some sort of offense beyond just giving him the ball in the post or they have to be able to get more stops on defense and turn that into offense. They need something else like that. That just that Northwestern team didn't really do anything special to slow them down and, and didn't have that fantastic of a shooting night to really overcome that. It just, just felt like, Hey, this is, you know, what's coming every time. So Yeah, definitely keep an eye on what Alabama is going to do this week against them and really everyone else going forward, because like that, I feel like that cracked the code a little bit on, on, on on Purdue. It's happened before. Um, All right, we gotta, we gotta get to football. Are there any more, any more college stuff?
1: It was just uh, one one thing, real quick. The uh, net ranking for the first time came out. That's what uh, sets up all the quad one, two, three, fours. Uh, you take a look now, especially early on. Uh, there's definitely some teams, both on the high side and the low side, that really jump out at you and go, "Well, that's weird, uh, but cool." Compared to the eight people, this will come out every day and it updates. So if you're looking for a little college uh, basketball fix, you can just check that in in the morning and kind of see where where all the teams are uh, are, are lining up.
0: This is just not the podcast for polls and rankings. I'm, I'm I'm out on all of it. I'm out on our podcast rankings here. It, it's it's me versus you on the NFL picks every week, and I didn't have another good week. I again, it, it felt like I had a good control on the week, and and you won every swing. Like you just, there was a couple ones that could have easily gone my way, and they they just seemed to just fall right in your lap. And I, I got some more swings this week because it's the only way I'm gonna get back in this now, which is which is crazy. Like I'm either gonna get back in this or I'm gonna lose by a hundred. Like that's. It's really the mentality that I have, so just watch out for this week. Uh, and anything you want to say about your previous success of the last week, because it's over now. This is the last week. I, I'm giving you a chance I, now.
1: I think it's been the past uh, past three weeks. I'm am in a little bit of a heater right now. I don't, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden things are uh, are going my way, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I am uh, very much leaving you in the in the dust right now.
0: It's funny how I get blamed so much for getting a 50-50 pick incorrectly, and you were rewarded so much for getting a same 50-50 pick correctly. Like it's It just doesn't make any sense, which is very much like this first Thursday game doesn't make any sense that this is going to be on TV Thursday Thursday night. Amazon Prime, I, I feel for Amazon, man. They, they get the worst games, and this isn't going to be any better than anything else. It's going to be the worst one. It's the New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The two and ten New England Patriots, who haven't scored in I don't know this month, last month, uh, this week, this century, it feels like they might not ever score again. And they did the quarterback change. We started Zappy, and we lost Stevenson, and that, and th- we lost a whole bunch. Douglas is out. It's, it's not going to get any better. I thought it was a miracle that we held the team to six points and didn't win. Like h- how do you do that? How do you hold the team to six points and not even score? Like you can't even, you it's can't close even to impossible. Can't even do that. And the, the, the problem is, is that we're going to play Pittsburgh right now. Who's going to be starting Trubinsky more than likely? They had a weather delay this past week. I don't know if it helped them or hurt them, but they got whooped by Arizona. Two.
1: they had two weather delays.
0: I don't think it was helpful to, to Pittsburgh. I thought it would maybe be like a little bit of a reset for them, like, all right, guys, catch your breath. Like you're down. Uh, it was. I don't. I don't know what was it like sixteen three or something early on, and it, it's. It felt like they were going to come back and make some noise, but it just didn't happen. I, I don't know if they need the the picket magic at the, at the late end of the game. And then Trubisky just doesn't have that. But going into this, you know, they at least scored some points last week, but I do think that their offense isn't going to be improved in Pittsburgh. And then new England can once again, hold a team to under 10 points. Like this defense has been phenomenal. And I'm going to go with the Patriots this week because why not? Arizona lost last week or won last week and did us a favor. Let, let's do ourselves the favor and, and not get the number one pick because that's, that's, that seems like the thing we always do. It also seems like the thing you're not going to do, but go ahead. Tell me how you're going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cause I'm going with the Pats.
1: I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers because we are very much professionally tanking. Uh, we're doing a great job of it. It's just absolutely baffling. The past three games, the totals from those games, it's Patriots 13. The other teams, 26 for the total of three games. That's a normal score. If, if you if – one of these games we looked at, uh, you know, the, the Ravens won 26 against the Chargers, 13. It's like, yep, that makes perfect sense. That's over three games. We were just holding teams to, like, six. The the Chargers were favored by five and a half. They only scored six, and somehow they still covered. Unbelievable. It's just – it's so – it's so bad. You mentioned we brought Zappi in. He played the entire game, and it's like, – well, this this is the same. It's like what? Why midway through the you know the third or the start of the fourth? Why do not we throw Cunningham in there? Because we were professionally tanking. He might actually be good. He might actually do something. He'll, you know, by accident he might throw a touchdown. But so that's why I'm not gonna pick a team that's tanking. It'd be like in in a day. Why would you pick the Sixers? They're 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 tanking. They're trying to lose on purpose as well as just being incompetent. And so we we we're, we're not gonna win. All right. Uh, Steelers. Steelers actually want to win, even though they're they have to put uh Trubisky out there. So it, it's going to be ugly. Do you know the what the over under is for this game? This professional football game.
0: I was just about to say this is going to be a zero zero tie. This don't watch this game. Find anything to do on Thursday night. Like just anything else. Like don't watch TV Thursday night if this is what you're planning on. Just find anything else. I'm imagining it's is that six points. Is
1: that the semifinal for. Uh... For for the uh for the in season tournament,
0: yes, uh, yeah, it's five o'clock and nine o'clock. It'll be, yeah, e- the Eastern Conference will be Thursday at five. Western Conference, uh, Thursday at nine. Yeah, wait. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't wa- We're not watching this. We're watching that.
1: <laughs> That's a weird schedule. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just.
0: Well, the the I- the five o'clocks on ESPN. The nine o'clocks on TNT. My guess is both of them are doing pre games for an hour, and that the game's probably more at six and ten thirty. <laughs> so I don't know, something awesome, something wild like that. But this game, what what is the over under? I'm getting what six points?
1: Throw out a guess.
0: Six points. I, I really think three and three for each team is is no, more than the, enough.
1: That's not no no. The over under is thirty. That is like what they put the over under for Iowa games. That is terrible for two professional teams that are actually I say actually trying, but one team's tanking but that, that is so bad if you're under 40 it's like uh well those, those aren't so good like there has to be a monsoon coming through or a tornado warning or something 30 points between two uh
0: like i understand we're taking you just think that this defense that just held the chargers to six points is going to give up any points to Trubisky? like i just think we could put the vice grips on this guy and and like our defense can outscore their defense I, uh, pick six is more likely for who, Zappi or Trevinsky? Because that's going to what it's going to come down to. It's going to be the fumble on the special teams, the terrible penalty that puts somebody in field goal range or kicks them out of field goal range. It isn't going to be offense. It's going to be something quirky like that, and I just think the New England defense has been doing that and is capable of doing that. And, you know, Zappy can just take a knee every time. We don't even need an offense. Well, the defense will we just wait for Trevinsky to float one over the middle, and we'll, we'll pick it off and run it back. We're going to win 7-0.
1: So oh, let's, let's, let's get out of here.
0: Next game, moving on to Sunday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, this, this Mike Evans thing, I didn't, I didn't even recognize it, but you know, he, this past week he had seven receptions, 162 yards, one touchdown. I believe that is now 10 seasons of a thousand receiving yards for, for a guy that's got a Super Bowl ring and isn't necessarily talked about a whole lot. That's, that's pretty, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty consistent and it's something I don't think even your favorite wide receiver has done it, for, for that time range. So, Shout out to him for that. But this team is the season's over at this point. They're five and seven in the six and six Atlanta Falcons, who I can never guess right. I'm I'm gonna go with Atlanta because it's every other week sort of thing. And I and I feel like Tampa Bay is gonna screw me this week because they didn't they screwed me last week. It's 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 all fine. I'm going with Atlanta. I feel like they're trying to go for the division and have a little bit more reason to, to give a little bit more fight. I don't know if they're the better team. I'm just going with a little bit more motivation and they're at home. What what do you got for this?
1: I've got Falcons at home. Yeah.
0: No, that's – it's. some of these are really tough because it's, it's just I, – I don't know what team's going to show up every week.
1: I think uh, like, like a month ago, it just would have been like, oh, okay, you know, Baker Mayfield, I think the Bucks are better. But just like the way it works, it's just the, the Falcons are, are back and forth and I just – I don't really like either of them, but just the Falcons are at home and I feel like I don't want to pick them, so I'm going to pick them this time.
0: I could pick apart a whole bunch of nice things about Tampa, too. Like, I think Mike Evans has had a pretty good year. I think Rashad White's had a great year. Like those are two things that nobody on the Patriots has ever said they can all this year. like There isn't there isn't anything like that. But they just don't win games. It doesn't make sense. I don't know if it's Baker. I don't know if it's the defense. It, it just seems like weird things happen. They find ways to lose games. And Atlanta finds ways to stay in games. And they'll win a close one, I'm, I'm thinking here. Moving on, Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Talk about not knowing what team's going to show up every week or every quarter or every half. Detroit, a tale of two halves here where they have a dominant first quarter. I believe they're up 21 nothing, almost immediately.
1: I think it was like midway through the first quarter. It wasn't even – it was right away.
0: End up winning 33-28, of which Derek Carr goes out with a concussion and a possible sh- shoulder injury. I believe a Carr finishes this game that they get the W. And this is a trap game if I've ever seen one with the Bears coming off a bye week. And and honestly, the Bears looking a little bit better than the Detroit of recent, despite losing to them just a couple weeks ago. I just I don't like where Detroit's at right now. This is a nine and three team right now. That is the only thing that they can hold to is their record. It isn't even the past couple games. Their most recent doesn't look great. I'm gonna go with Chicago at home because I, I I think I think Detroit's sinking a little bit right now, and, and Chicago is just the wrong team to be playing right now. And that sounds crazy to say at four and eight with Chicago, but. I just, think, I just think the Lions are going in, a, in, a, in the wrong direction. The hot start and the slow start, I hope that happens to them again. They'll have a chance of winning this. But if they don't get off to a hard, hot start, they would have gotten blown out by New Orleans in the second half. I'll take Chicago. Who you got?
1: I am going to go with the Lions. I think that they were stewing over that Green Bay loss. Thanksgiving came out, and when you're up, just three three scores before you know the halfway point of the first quarter. I think you just think, oh this is a cakewalk we're good to go and just by the time they try to get it back on the you know on track and say oh actually we really got to finish out this game that it was a little bit i guess it wasn't too late because because they won but i think that coming into this week it's not they're not going to blow uh the bears out but i think they're gonna they're gonna be able to get their stuff together their professional team they're above 500 team they'll, they'll beat the bears
0: Detroit's got to show a little bit more defense. And if they do this week, they'll they'll have no problem with the Bears. But if they get into a shootout again, which I think this is going to turn into, it's, it's just that they're opening themselves to opportunities they don't have to. They should be able to stop the Bears and slow down New Orleans. And, and slow down New Orleans without Carr. They barely won that game. Could have easily lost that one. Next game, Indianapolis Colts at the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's playing Monday Night Football tonight at Jacksonville. The Colts, Minshew getting it done against Tennessee, 31-28. No Jonathan Taylor, all sorts of drama, not the starting quarterback, just getting the wins, 7-5 Indianapolis. I'm taking him again this week. Right, let's go you. I'm I'm all for it. This is the only thing I'm going to be cheering for the whole year. Forget the Patriots. I, I, I just want this guy to be successful, and it's a fun story. I, I think it's going to continue this week. I don't know what we're going to get out of Cincinnati tonight, but it didn't look so promising with Browning last week. It's not going to look so much going forward. I'll take the Colts on the road. Who you got?
1: I'm also going to go with the Colts. Are you ready for uh, Minshew Mania in the playoffs?
0: Yes. No. I, I want it to happen. I, I I want the fandom to come. I, I think this is just a, this is a fun bandwagon to be on. It's it's just pro. Do you think fun- he
1: does a uh, he? Do you think he um kind of follows a uh, Drew Timmy where when he was on Gonzaga he maybe more had the had the beard, but once the playoffs came, like really got that handlebar mustache going. Do you think for the playoffs he'll do? You know, I think he's got like the long hair now. You think maybe you know for the playoffs you know real mullet real handlebar mustache is really going to lean into it, but, you know, because it's a special occasion.
0: I think in the past, for sure, he he would be striving for that attention. I think of recent, he's trying to win football games and doing all sorts of stuff to make it happen. The, the team, the team's not bad, but it's not like he's working with the best weapons here. All right. This is also, if you're, if you're Indianapolis, I, I, what do you do next year? It's like, what, what happens to Minshew going forward? Like, what is the right answer? Is, is he a glorified backup where the, the scenario does happen? And you're just, Happy to have it, but I, I look at so many rough starting quarterbacks this year. I'd be like, I would rather take my chances with that guy right off the bat right now. So, what would you do with him? Like, what, if you're in Annapolis, I think
1: we've, I think we've seen him trying to start. Oh, if you're Indy, you start Anthony Richardson as soon as he's ready to go. Uh, hopefully, he's able to recover from his injury and be able to go through preseason everything normally. And yeah, you you start him. I, I don't know what his contract is, um, so I think you keep him as a, uh, as as an excellent backup. Yeah, but we, we've seen him. He's doing okay right now, but I think when he's had to be the starter and you go into the year like, this is our guy for just whatever reason, it doesn't quite work, and he kind of falls into that pile that we've been dealing with of this guy is just, just, just not that good. So I think, unfortunately, that's the case.
0: All right, moving on, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cleveland Browns. This Cleveland team, their defense is good or not good? or I I don't know. They gave up 36 points and lost to the Rams this past week jacksonville's playing tonight against cincinnati i I think etn is is a good enough running back to kind of beat up the browns they seem to have a hard time stopping the run it's really stopping just about anything some of these weeks i I mean joe flacco starting for them i actually thought that was an improvement and even with that i'm still gonna go with jacksonville as i think etn is gonna be able to have his way with this defense i i want to like the cleveland defense if they show up and beat up jacksonville this week I, i will buy back into them but based on what I've kind of seen recently, I'm, I'm liking a little bit more what I'm seeing from Jacksonville than, than Cleveland. And that is not the, the, the same tune I've had all season. So that, that's a big shift for me, but who are you going with?
1: I'm going with the, uh, with Jaguars. Uh, I, I thought Joe Flacco didn't look terrible, but he's 38 years old. So whatever he's coming in with now is the freshest he's going to be. So I think it's only going to decline as it goes longer. And, uh, we, we saw maybe not during the game, but, uh, before the game in Green Bay, there was uh, snow going on, and Cleveland is also in a cold area, so it's not like it's going to be a nice, warm day in Cleveland uh, come Sunday. So I-, I just don't think he's going to be able to put the-, the whole team on his back at-, at this age and you know with with the talent that he has.
0: Cleveland seven and five, they've struggled with the quarterback all year. Do you think Joe can get him into the playoffs? Like, is this a guy you want going no. forward, or do you want to go with uh, what is it Dorian something Smith?
1: T.J. Walker
0: you'd rather go with PJ I think I'd rather go with Flacco the uh
1: the the the, 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 guy, the guy with the hyphen he uh was in concussion protocol so
0: yeah and I, I, I think I, I'd
1: rather go with the uh, I'd rather go with the young guy
0: I think I'd rather go with Flacco I uh, it'll be I look I, you I, you I saw I, enough I do I I, I think right, he threw the one bad interception which I think if he was five years younger he would have never missed that and that would have been an easy touchdown and that was it like that was just I think he's still getting used to being the age he's at I'm sure Brady and Rogers and all of them have, have that too where there's certain throws that you're like you see it you want to make the play and you're just not strong enough or capable enough or reacting fast enough to get it off but other than that I thought he he was pretty solid and I think he this is all the team needs is just to be solid it's just not bad he wasn't bad other than that one turnover he was pretty decent and that's Better than, I think, the risk of, of some of the younger guys that have been starting for them. And, and the team's 7-5. and five. Like, they're in a position right now where, I don't know, if rebuilding and maybe having a higher ceiling with a younger guy is better or just let's just stay afloat. Let's just stay alive. Any, anything can happen if we're just alive. So I, I, I'd, I'd roll with them. But uh, mo- moving on, Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Carolina's got one win, and I don't think they're getting a second one this week. And that's a real shaky... Derek Carr, concussion protocol. Carr did not play well either for really making a comeback of, of Detroit. I, I think if he'd finished the game, they still would have won, but he really wasn't that good. Like the, like the New Orleans, they blew it last week, I think, by, by doing that. They're 5-7 and seven right now. I think they, if they're 6-6, six and six, this is a probably a lock win against Carolina right now, and we're looking at this team a little bit differently. So I, I think they're still going to take care of business in Carolina, but last week a real tough loss to Detroit after falling down early and not coming up with a comeback entirely. Uh, I'll take New Orleans. Who are you going with?
1: I'm also going with the Saints. Uh, don't care if it's Carr or Jameis. I just think that the Panthers aren't, aren't good enough uh, to, to beat them.
0: Next game, Houston Texans at the New York Jets. Tank Dell is out, and that was a big factor, I thought, in some of the success for Houston. They, they got the job done against Denver, but it wasn't easy. Russ almost cooked him at the end. He certainly had a chance. It was a toss-up. I'm a little worried about Tank Dell being out, but the the nice thing is that they get to play the Jets, and I don't know if it's going to be Boyle. I don't know if it's going to be Trevor Simeon. It sounds like they're asking Zach Wilson to come back and that he is skeptical on a return and is, is reluctant. What, yeah,
1: what was that? Was, was that the I, word. I don't get that. What, what does that mean?
0: I'm kind of done getting trashed by you guys. This team sucks. Let's send somebody else out there. I, I, I'm I not sure. What does he have to gain by going out there? I mean, if he goes out there and has a good game, I don't think anyone's suddenly going to be like, "Yeah, pro Zach Wilson." I don't blame him for being reluctant. I think they reluctant.
1: absolutely would do that.
0: You do because I don't.
1: I, I don't. I don't think it would happen. But I, I don't get what not playing. Not playing seems way worse. It's saying you're reluctant to go do your job. Like that seems way worse. I, I after uh, you sent me that report, maybe like an hour later. Uh, Salah came out and said, Oh, no, no, that's that was a little overblown. Like, Zach wants to play. So, I'm trying not to be too, uh, you know, kind of clickbaity here, but just like, how did this news even come out? And just it makes no sense. On why would you not want to play quarterback in the NFL? Like, that's everybody, like, that, that's people's dreams. And I, I just it, it didn't make any sense.
0: It's it, you know, Houston's seven and five, but you know, the, the, you could be playing worse defenses. Like, this is this is fine. I can't pick a team that doesn't know what quarterback they're playing this week. And of the three options, one of them doesn't want to play because he's been beat up too much this whole year. And the other ones are so bad or injured already that you just, you can't pick that team. So I I'm, I got Houston. You got Houston, right? Moving on.
1: Yeah. Give me, give me the Texans. Give me Stroud.
0: LA Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens off a bye this past week. Rams looking pretty solid. Actually the last couple of weeks, got a decent win against Cleveland. Kyron Williams is back. The, the Puka, de show just continues I, every week, I think it's it's not going to happen, or, or there's no way that they're going to just target him, or the other team's going to figure out that he, every pass is going to him. It continues to come every week. I, I think this is going to be a good game. I think this is going to be one of the better games of the week, actually. I'm going to go with Baltimore off the bye. I, I just think they got a little bit more X-factor in Lamar, and a little more, I, I assume, health over the past week, and maybe they can recover a little bit, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams were in this game, and I wouldn't be shocked if they won. Who you got?
1: Give me the Ravens off the bye. Get a nice little nice nice little break. Yes, the Rams did win last week, but it was against Joe Flacco in twenty twenty three. So I don't know if that's exactly uh you know it is. They have won three in a row, so I'll give them that, but I think this is where that winning streak ends.
0: Moving on, Minnesota Vikings at the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams coming off a bye last week, so not a whole lot of it to report on. Six and six Minnesota, five and seven Las Vegas Raiders. I can't argue for either team. This is a coin toss if you ask me. I'm curious to see if you have any reason to go one way or another. I'm just going to go with Minnesota. I don't even know if they're going to start Dobbs this week, which is a little bit of a concern seeing how I didn't want to go with the Jets for the same reason, but I don't know what the Raiders are doing. I think Minnesota still has somewhat of a sense to be alive, and maybe they'll care just slightly more about this game than them, but uh, who are you going with?
1: I'm going with the Vikings. Dobbs had one bad game, never too high, never too low. There's still, you know, he, he can still get the you know, at least something done. And going against the Vic- or against the Raiders, I think he's just going to do just enough to win. You know, one bad game doesn't just throw you right out of the league. Give the guy a shot. Let's go.
0: Next game, Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners having a dominant performance over the Philadelphia Eagles, winning 42-19, giving them a 9-3 record. The ninety-three record feels like that they're twelve and zero already because the team that shows up when they win is is unforgettable. It is very fearful. It is is a team I don't want to play or face at all ever. And I feel bad for Seattle who actually had a pretty tough loss against Dallas last Thursday. They lost forty-one thirty-five. They're a six and six record at this point. They kind of need this game, and they're just running into a buzzsaw. They, they just I, I don't see a chance for them. I, I would be cool that they scored some points, but if Philly's not going to score points. Man, good luck, Gino. Uh, I'll take the Niners at home. Who you got?
1: I am also going with the Niners. Boy, they talked a bunch of junk leading up to the game, and they backed it up. It was a little back and forth, and then they got the lead, and then just tacked onto it, and in Philly, and they just had themselves a party of, oh, you're you're not sure exactly who the uh, who the best team in the league is? Well, here, let's help you out. So, boy, that, that was a dominant dominant win, so I, I think they're going to continue to roll.
0: You think there was a little too much fighting?
1: No, I liked
0: it. You liked it. I, it felt like a playoff they, they game. Got, they
1: got the history. They got the history from last year, and it sure seems like they're on a collision course to see each other in the playoffs again this year. Uh, it just, I, I, I like it. Football is a rough game, and that that's kind of part of it. I don't think it. It, it never seemed like it, there was actually any fights. It was just a lot of, you know, pushing and shoving, and you know, it was it was contentious. So I, I think that, I think that was good.
0: I, perfect word exactly exactly what it was it was very competitive it was it was perfect I, right i'm a fan of it i can't wait to see it again i hope it, i hope we get to see that episode one more time uh, run, run it back moving on buffalo bills at the kansas city chiefs buffalo coming off a bye i think it's a little bit of a panic time for the chiefs right now after they lost to the green bay packers 27 to 19 jordan love leading the way kansas city's eight and four six to six buffalo this feels like this is a The best opportunity for Buffalo they could have at beating the Chiefs. So I'm going to take it. I'm not saying this is the better team. I'm just saying next week it looks like Kansas City's in a bit of a a troubled spot right now where they're having a hard time scoring, having a hard time slowing down teams. Buffalo getting in a little bit of a rhythm and coming off a bye, having plenty of time to prepare for this. I'm going with Buffalo on the road. I can't wait to pick Kansas City in the playoffs over this team, but I'm going with Buffalo for this week. Who you got?
1: I'm going with the Chiefs. There was a lot of uh, weird officiating down the stretch there including one very badly missed uh, offensive or defensive pass interference that I think uh, would have totally changed that game last night would have totally changed the whole the whole attitude so I think uh Chiefs are going to be motivated by that and that'll only help them to uh, t- to beat the Bills.
0: I look easy easy to say a lot of calls didn't go their way. Uh, they also didn't I just didn't think they showed up enough either. Like, they didn't – they've got to put together some more plays. You can't be so dependent on the big plays being – They, know, they fell down appearance.
1: early. They fell down early. I agree.
0: Yeah. I, I, I did, Look, I think they're going to be all right, but I think this is going to be a rough part of their schedule right now because Buffalo's just the wrong team to be welcoming to town right now. All right, moving along. The 6-6 six six Denver Broncos at the 5-7 and seven L.A. Chargers. Chargers coming off a, a real uh, – Real victorious uh, week here, a six and zero victory over the New England Patriots. Just a pathetic game overall. I, I, that game should never. Nobody ever watch film on that. Belichick burned that one. There's nothing anyone can learn from it. Just just get rid of it. I swung and missed with the Denver Broncos last week, and I was so close. I was saying let let Russ cook all end of the game. It was so close. Houston, Houston, Houston's a good team. I think Denver's a, a, a decent team as well, and. I, I feel so let down that you managed to just get off get off the ship just in time to win one over over me last week. I'm gonna let you pick this one first. You're not gonna go with the Chargers, right? Who you got?
1: This is an easy one. You know what I'm gonna pick with this one. You know my rule. You don't pick the Chargers. You know I had to pick them last week because we saw <laughs> I saw the Patriots bring to the table. No, I hopped off, but I'm hopping right back on. I thought uh, Russell Wilson easily could have won that game. He's not vintage Russ, but. He's way better than he was last year. He was right there, and yep, the the game ended on a on a pick. But I would prefer in that situation you throw a pick than to throw it over their heads, out of bounds, and no, nope, you don't get dinged with a pick, but you know you for sure lose the game. At least there, there was a chance. Uh, that, you know maybe the tight end kind of time to jump a little bit better. But I think that he, he's very much still in the mix, and I just I, I just don't see anything out of out of the Chargers.
0: Like the last play, I think, has been overanalyzed. Russ has been pretty good in the red zone. I think he has a, the fewest amount of red zone turnovers of any of the quarterbacks in that last one was just like, I feel like the guy said that stat, and then he did that, which if you look at the play and you watch the entire play, they can't take a sack. They don't have any timeouts. And that he, and he scramb- almost gets sacked. He almost gets sacked. He scrambles. He extends the play, and he's able to get a pass off that gave his team a chance to win. It wasn't thrown out of bounds. It wasn't a pass interference. It was an opportunity to win the game, which is all you could really ask for in that scenario because you, you don't have another one. Like your other options, throw it away and take another shot. It's it's fine. It was a decent move. I I, I actually credit Russ for it all. And and I'm I'm jumping up back on the bandwagon. I'm going with Denver again. I'm 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 staying on. I'm, I'm I got off, I'm <laughs> not getting off again. This is I'm gonna ride this out. This is gonna. Do, I'm gonna hand up with only six wins the rest of the year. It's, it's just, this is gonna be how you win the the bracket this year. But i am going with Denver. Let's move on to the next game. Big game here. Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. I, I say big game. I, I assume Philly is is still a pretty good team. I think they'll have a pretty good bounce back. I think this is kind of an uphill schedule to have the Niners last week and Dallas this week. Dallas getting a little extra rest. I think they played Thursday against Seattle the week before. But um, I'm going with Dallas at home. I think the woes of Philly is just coming at the wrong time of year. Like if you're Dallas is the best time I think you can get Philly. I would probably still pick Philly in the playoffs going forward, very similar to Kansas City, but for this week I'm going with Dallas at home. Who you got?
1: I'm also going with Dallas. This is a good test for them. They've beaten up on a lot of bad teams. Uh, they were able to beat uh, the Seahawks on Thursday, but that was never uh, that game wasn't like a slam dunk kind of kind of situation to kind of mix uh, sports metaphors there. But I think that the, uh, the the Eagles for a while this year have just kind of been on the precipice. So, you know, I think they, they, they sh- their record should be worse than it is right now. So it wouldn't be crazy for them to lose two games in a row, even though I still think that they're a good team.
0: All right. Last two games. Monday night. We got two Monday night games. We got the Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Go ahead and lock that one in. I'll take Miami. And, you know. That is also my lock. You know what else? I'm Lock in Green Bay, too. I will take Green Bay over the New York Giants.
1: Double lock.
0: Double oh lock. Double Monday night. I I mean, like what what do you what's what's the reason that you could give me that the Tennessee Titans and the New York Giants are going to win this week against just anyone? Like what is the one thing that you're like no? Nah, but they got this. Like it's it's hard. I think Henry had a had a, a decent game. He came out early, but I'm not in love with Levis, and I don't think they necessarily have the right weapons around him or enough weapons around him. They need a little bit more than just one Hopkins. It feels like they need two of them to have any chance at all, and they just don't have it. There's no way they're gonna. Tyreek Hill's so fast. He's so good. I think Tyreek's the easy MVP. I don't think it should go to a quarterback. I think he's by far the best player I've seen all year. And every time he catches, it has just this this speed, just yards after the catch. It's the most impressive play I see every Sunday, and it happens every Sunday. So I just lock them all in. I like I like Tyreek Hill. Uh, who are you going with at the Green Bay Giants?
1: I'm also going with Green Bay. I'm not gonna pick the Giants.
0: Do we need to talk about Jordan love? Like, do we need, do we need to have he, that?
1: He looked, he, he looked pretty good. You know, the, especially those first two drives where uh, you know, in the past it was chiefs offense, 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 but this year they, they've got an excellent defense and it was just surgical. Okay. Here's what we're doing. We're just, you know, march down the field. Here we go. Run pass pass. All right. Let's make it happen. Score. I, I was very impressed.
0: I was impressed as well. It actually kind of reminded me of when Mac Jones used to be good, where there would be games where it wasn't perfect, but you could see there'd be moments and flashes of like, well, all right. Yeah. Big drive, big end of the game stuff. Just being smart with the ball and, and, and taking care of it. I mean, Kansas City didn't have their best game. Certainly had some calls go against them, but you know, Jordan Love did what he had to do. He, he, he got the win. Uh, all right. Speaking of getting the win, doing what you got to do. There were some fancy heroes and some fantasy zeros this week, Zach. Who were they?
1: We have on uh, the zero side, right from from the Chargers, we have uh, Justin Herbert. At wide receiver, we actually have a uh, a double actual zero out of uh, Hollywood Brown and Terry McLaurin. Although I did like Terry McLaurin's uh, quote afterwards saying, I just ran a lot of cardio out there. That was uh, three targets, zero catches for him. And then the running back, also from the Chargers, we have uh, Austin Eckler. Had a lot more heroes this week than, than zeros, which is, you know, always good. If you oh, sure hope you had one of these run, wide receivers, cause there was a whole bunch of them, but for uh, quarterbacks had Brock Purdy, Matt Stafford for wide receivers. It was CD lamb, Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, DK Metcalf, Debo, Mike Evans, Puka for running back had Alvin Kamara, Chuba Hubbard, James Connor, and then in two tight ends. We had Sam Laporta and Trey McBride. So maybe not like the tippy top of the list, but kind of those, uh, You know, just kind of down the list. And if you had them, there's a good chance they were able to help you get a victory this week.
0: I got a lot of victories this week. I got screwed in one league. I I need – I got drama. I need help from the last place guy. My last place guy was very reluctant to set his lineup this past week and snuck in a couple guys a little after the 4 o'clock game to just fill something in. But I'm hoping for a little bit more commitment this week because that – it just sucks that I'm reliant on that, that. I'm going to need help, and that the help that I need is from a guy that has not had any success this year. Other than that, I have had a, a pretty good year in fantasy. I think I'm in line to make the playoffs in all four of the four leagues I'm in. How are you doing at this point? Because it's – what do we got, two weeks left in fantasy?
1: It's getting close. Uh, I'm sure in different leagues it's different uh, amounts of time. But, yes, we're getting getting close to the end. If uh, If you're not sure, you should definitely check your league. Uh, I am in the driver's seat uh, for the playoffs for three of my leagues. I'm probably 50-50 in one. And then in uh, my dynasty league after uh, back-to-back championships this year, the uh, the, the wheels kind of fell off. And uh, it, it, it's been bad because I've actually been trying to win. I've been setting a lineup. I just don't quite have the, the running backs and just the, uh, you know, Cooper Cup just all like a few weeks in a row of just just no, no points. I uh, I've been struggling, so there's been guys that have been intentionally tanking, uh, because you know it's dynasty. So if you don't think you're gonna win, that's a you know that that's strategy. But I I am not too much farther ahead of those guys, so definitely not the best.
0: All right, well thank you for everyone that listens. Make sure you subscribe. You can follow Zach on his X account, which is WickedZman24, and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media: Little of Column A, Little of Column B, podcast. Uh, we're on Podbean. Should be on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever else you you listen to your stuff. YouTube, Facebook, we're everywhere. And we'll be back next week with a whole lot of stuff and updated things of no more college football for a while. I'm alright. You really you wore me out already. I, I I was fun fun to whine with everyone for a little bit, but I, I I can't believe people spend every Saturday dedicated to a system that just ends like this. It's, it's 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 just disheartening and it's it seems like everyone is excited for a reason to be angry, and that's just, just it's not what it's board I want to be in. Anything else you want to add to the people out there? <laughs> Go
1: Celtics. All
0: right, well, watch the midseason tournament. We'll be back.
1: <laughs>
0: little column a little column B.